This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Oh, do you guys want to take a trip down memory lane? Well, I do. That's all that matters. Okay, 1991. (laughs) 1991, when some of you weren't even born, I was working as the weekend anchor, weekday reporter at WSYX Channel 6 News in Columbus, Ohio. You're the ABC station, third rated, you know, number three digging tunnels, the whole thing. But it was a great little job to start off my on-air career. I was loving life. I was covering everything from... The crack epidemic in Ohio to the Bob Evans chicken flying contest. And yes, that is a thing. One night after putting together my story for the 11 o'clock news, I got called into the news director's office and he says, you know, I I wanted you to know that on Monday there's going to be a job opening listed in broadcasting and cable. That was our Bible, right? All the job listings were in there for television. He said, and it's going to be for a weekend anchor job here. And I absorbed it, and I kind of nodded sympathetically, assuming he was giving me a heads up that he would be pushing out my co-anchor, who who wasn't, shall we say, particularly charismatic or bright. I mean, at one point he was talking about a, a criminal case, and he said, the suspect pled the fifth dimension. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he, he must have seen my too-bad-for-Mike look on my face. So the news director kind of parenthetically added, Liz, that position is actually going to be for your seat. Oh, yeah, fired. Me, fired. Actually, in television, they call it non-renewal of contract. But I had been there for three and a half years. The Columbus viewers loved me. You know, everything was wonderful, or so I thought. But I went home after looking at him calmly and saying, okay. I just absorbed the shock. I didn't fight him because, you know, when their decision is made, it's made. You're not going to turn them around. So I went home. Then I cried. And then I began repeating over and over what my dad had always told me. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Even if it takes a Leviathan effort to pick yourself up off the ground, stand up straight, start plowing forward. You know, you could say my guest today also faced a non-renewal of contract, only her contract was her marriage. A marriage around which she had actually built with her husband an entire, I don't know, kind of side hustle with a mass following on TikTok. But when Kat Stickler was faced with being a suddenly single, unemployed mom of a baby girl, she got tough and she got going, heading straight to the place she realized she had been at all along growing a potential customer base. Yes, TikTok. And what a base it's become. You guys, today, Kat has nearly 10 million followers and deals with brands ranging from Amazon to Folgers, Olay, Charlotte Tilbury, Lincoln. Joining me now today is the one, the only, uh, the hysterically funny and, yes, successful TikTok influencer, Kat Stickler. Hi, Kat. I'm so psyched that you're here to tell Hi, your story. Liz. Stop. You have me tearing up and you introduce me like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it's true. That's all it is, Kat. It's it's just true. And you are, to me, somebody who did exactly that. The going got tough and you got going. Now, 
uh, most TikTokers actually know you as the woman in the cherry red turtleneck imitating her Hispanic mother being hilariously critical of her daughter. That would be you. But you really started on TikTok being something completely different, didn't you? I did. I started. It was this very like quintessential happy family um, talked about personal things like postpartum depression and having, you know, a baby with someone and getting, you know, married just the whole life. I just, it was when COVID was happening and that was kind of my video diary and people just kind of resonated with it. Well, they liked it, right? And when did you start to realize, wow, just, just being open about, you know, married life is really something that people want to hear about. When did you kind of realize, wait, this is, this is catching on. I think when I did my first video about, it was like a dance or something. And Mm -hmm. I don't really do dances, but I can't really dance, but it was like a text (laughs) overlay. It was pretty bad if you look back at it, but it had a text overlay of like the five things I did to overcome postpartum depression. And like, I talked very openly about like medicine and therapy and my doctor and family and relationships that, you know, it affected. So when that one kind of started picking up, I was like, oh, okay. And I feel like that's such a big part of comedy and joy, like overcoming these things that life throws at you and it's always going to happen. So that was cool for me to see. Also, I don't have to be this perfect person all the time because I feel like on social media, you're showing people your best self. So it was a nice relief. Well, that's been the rub and what what honest people criticize about it. You only see a tiny slice or one prism out of the entire kaleidoscope. And it's somebody on a beach in St. Bart's at a waterfront pool, and they're having the greatest time. And you're sitting at home with, you know, pimple cream medicine on your face and thinking, oh, my God, my life. How come she has it like this? But you did the opposite. I mean, you were very raw and very honest. But you also appeared a lot with your then husband as well, right? And things Mm -hmm. were fine. You Mm -hmm. had fun doing that, right? Oh my gosh. I had so much fun. I was, it's so weird. I was so happy. Like I was genuinely, it was very happy. I don't like regret anything. Like I understand where I am now, but I do look back on those good memories very fondly. I was very happy. I had my happy, healthy baby. I was in love. We were married and just starting this cool thing on TikTok together. It was, it was fun. I was, yeah. Well, not good. not to open wounds again, but let's just let our listeners know what you then went through. And when you were faced with the end of the marriage, which is something, I don't know, I'm gathering you weren't really ready for or thinking about, right? Yeah. So again, it kind of goes being authentic, right? So we yeah. looked so happy. And then all of a sudden, we're saying that we're splitting up. And people are like, wait, I, I thought this was going to be a joke. Like, last week we were all just laughing and everyone's like, well, we got the rug pulled out from under us. And I'm like, well, so did I. Um, and I still remember that video and I was so mortified. I didn't tell like my close family. I told my followers before I told my family, cause I was so like ashamed. Yeah, I was going to say this was happening. That, that it tends to be embarrassing. And you say, wait, what, well, what did happen? Yeah. What, what, what did you tell your viewers, your followers? Had happened. I told them. So I actually signed. Well, I had to sign an NDA because, and I was willing to sign it just for the sake of my daughter because she doesn't. Nothing really affects her about what happened with my ex and I. Does that make sense? Like she's yeah. her relationship is completely different with him, and that's not. Um, so I signed that, and. 
basically I just left that day and I got an apartment that night and I, I had no furniture in there for like three months, but you're like on an adrenaline high, like trying to like in survival mode. And it's like, okay, air mattress, just set the air mattress up, stock the fridge. You're good. Like you really don't need anything else. I didn't even have like a TV. We would just put blankets on the floor. And that was, you know, when the going get tough, the tough get going. I never really considered myself as a tough person. Um, but then I did. I'm like, this is kind of badass. Can I say that? Yes. Oh, in this context, hell yeah. And and your daughter, Mary. Yeah, I was like, I <laughs> did it. <laughs> Yeah, you're well, it's it's a process, right? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm swimming. I'm swimming. Okay, wait, I went under again. Okay, now I'm back up. But yep, you're with yep, your daughter, yep. Mary Catherine. How old was she at that point? She was, oh my God, she wasn't even two years old. Yeah, she was one year old. And were you thinking, how am I going to support her? How am I going to support myself and pay for this apartment and and move forward. Oh my God. Yeah. I was so scared. Cause I remember asking my manager, I'm like, I, 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 like, I, I was also in shock. I was like really not processing what was happening. I filmed a video that I obviously did not post. I showed my manager. She's like, honey, um, maybe we shouldn't post that. Um, <laughs> it was like very vulnerable and raw. And I was like, okay, that's probably a good idea. But I just didn't know if people would like me for, me, you know, like, and there's always this preconceived notion you have about situations until you're the one that's in it. Like, I remember thinking to myself, I would see single moms and be like, oh, that sucks. And like, I'd feel kind of bad for them. And that's my pet peeve, like in the whole world, I don't want anyone to pity me or like feel bad for me. So this idea that I was putting on myself that people would just look at me and feel bad for me was we just had to change the whole narrative and it was a whole rebranding literally of the soul, basically the best way I can describe it. And that's kind of how we got through that. You're right. But that the way you described it is perfect. Like you're in the water and like sometimes, yeah, you kind of feel like you're drowning, but you pop back up, like you keep going and, and it's just part of it. You will get to the other side. You just have to keep going. Kat, when did you realize that you could actually turn to TikTok and all the followers and, make some coin off it well tiktok was always my baby like i was always the one like coming up with the things i'm like let's do this let's do that i always thought it was so following fun. him around so with the fun. camera i'm like please i have a good idea it's funny <laughs> um and so it was kind of nice because i was wondering would they like just me like am i boring on my own so i started trying new content and then because I honestly didn't know if brands would want to associate with me. Like, is divorce, like, bad? Do they not want one? Like, you, you know, so all these second-guessing thoughts, and it actually ended up, you know, people's interest peaked, obviously. Like, what is she going to say? What will she do? Will she rise or will she fall? Like, it's like the underdog. You want to see them succeed. So I think I gained a lot of support with that. And honestly, when that feedback started coming in, then a lot of companies started reaching out, which was amazing. And I still work with them to this day. So it was, it was a really, I'm forever grateful because that was like so great for me because it literally is the reason I was able to support my daughter and myself just because of that. Was that before or after the creation of the imitation you do of your Hispanic mother making fun of you and, and criticizing you? So I actually, yeah, so I just started that before the divorce. That's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about that this morning. 
I had just started that and I was like, I got to keep filming it. Like people like that one. So I remember in the apartment, I asked my mom to film me, which now she does all the time with this. And I started making fun of the divorce. Like obviously divorce is not funny, but humor is always something that's helped me. And and I think her reactions are hilarious. She's very traditional and, you know, the opposite of me. And I just mimicked her reaction and like how she went to church after and how she like (laughs) makes everything okay. Like if she's like, but also, but I I love her. So you guys have to go on TikTok. I don't care how you do it. I don't know. Okay. You're all upset about the China thing. Uh, Whatever. You have got to see Kat's imitations of her mother because (laughs) she of course is American, but her mom Venezuelan, correct? Yes. And the accent you do is hysterical, but it's the personality behind (laughs) it where your mother's saying, honey, you're never going to get a husband again with this outfit, you know, but it's (laughs) it's like, mom, not helpful. Thank you. But it's so hysterically (laughs) funny. I when you said that, though, that made me feel so good that you thought it was funny because I love I never really see people or like hear them say it or see them say that it's funny. You know, it's always online. It's always reading. And so it's always cool for me to hear that from someone. Um, So that was really great. But yeah, I've had a whole lifetime to prepare for that role. (laughs) The accent is always the thing. It's it it, honestly, I'm choking because it is so damn funny. But the laugh track (laughs) behind it is that the person who's holding the camera, is that your mom or is that a friend? (laughs) That's Oh, no, that's my mom. And I never tell her what I'm going to be filming or oh, saying good because like i need her genuine reaction because it's so good like it's so good well the victoria's and secret edition was so funny <laughs> i was crying where she holds up some negligee and she says this is perfect for the gym i mean she must be one character <laughs> she's like great for easter sunday it's like flowers and <laughs> <in> the bra <laughs> this is everyone talks to liz and we will be right back I know a lot of you have had this experience because for those of us who in 2020 were all sent home and we were stuck in a lockdown during the pandemic, we had a lot of time on our hands and I saw an ad for Masterclass and I thought, I want to better myself. I want access to all of these brilliant people who teach you things. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with more than 200 plus of the world's best and smartest. For just under 10 bucks a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. And I don't care, you can wake up one morning and say, I want to learn about business. And then another where you say, I want to learn how to survive in the wild if I have no water and no fire to make me warm. You can access Masterclass on your phone, on your computer, smart TV, or even in audio mode. And the classes totally make a difference. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Liz. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Liz. Masterclass.com slash Liz. Well, that's, that's to me what is inspiring about your story. You could have curled up in a ball and cried for a year, but you didn't. You got up and you started forging ahead. When did you get your first big brand deal? And what was that like? Oh, my God. You know what's crazy? Um, And I won't say the brand, but 
I remember feeling so excited because it was a brand I really wanted. I got the deal. It was big time. Mm -hmm. And then they backed out. They were like, you're just not on brand. It was after like a month. And I remember being so devastated and so sad. And I did have my crying moments in bed. I tried to make it a point to never let MK see me like that. Um, So I'd always do it after she fell asleep because we only had that one bed. Um, But yeah, I I got a brand deal after that one that was even better than the one that fell through. And I just remember being like, this is it. Like you've gone up and down and up and down and up and down and you finally made it. Like, let's go. I just felt very... Then it was go time. It was so cool. I, Isn't I remember that this interesting? feeling vividly. This is an important lesson, yeah. too. When the door that you've been banging on for so long opens and you're so excited and then it slams in your face, you can't crumble because something even better may be out there, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought I would crumble way more, but I kind of just got not angry, but I was like, wanted to prove them wrong. Like, no, you made the wrong choice. I promised. And like, honestly, amping that up got me that other deal. And I wouldn't have been able to have that other deal if I would have stayed with the one prior. So it was, it's interesting how things work out. You're right. You just have to. Well, you can't be discouraged over, over people or brands that walk away. I mean, if, if they left you, then maybe, maybe they should shouldn't have ever been with you in the first place. I mean, seasons do change. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually quoting Joel Osteen, the, the TV preacher, because I was watching <laughs> on Sunday and he's like, seasons change. And when the world turns on you, it doesn't mean that it's something horrible. It means that there's something better down the line. And I, I yeah. you know, that's sort of, I mean, that's pretty horrifying. You get the dream brand and then suddenly, yeah, not quite. I mean, the rejection kills you. But what is your advice to people who maybe are feeling that right now or have had that and and they find it difficult to just get up and keep fighting? Uh, With rejection? Yeah. I think, so when I first started TikTok, I would get rejected like 50 times a day because I'd reach out to so many companies like, sorry, you're not really our look or you're not what we're looking for. You just don't have enough followers or this and that. So I kind of became just so numb to it. It was kind of just like, okay, just one step closer to the one that's going to say yes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only got like that because I had I was told no so many times. I think that's the only thing that really helped me. Honestly, getting in uncomfortable situations where the rejection didn't really matter at that point. It was just kind of part of the journey and that journey was on the way to success. So it's actually a part of the success. That mindset helped me a lot, especially after the divorce, for sure. And when the success really started to gel and solidify, you must have felt really good at where you could. I'm, I'm talking about the point where you could breathe. I don't know. Did Were you able to then move to a bigger apartment or purchase a house or a place to live? Yeah, so I so I ended up getting furniture and, <laughs> at that apartment. Yeah, Liz, one I step at a time. I didn't have a bed. <laughs> Let's place. <laughs> Give me a second to furnish. <laughs> um, so I did furnish that one. It was amazing. I will always that that apartment will always have like a special place in my heart. I love that place. And then I have a house now um, with a yard because I have dogs. So I have a yard, and um, I built a playground for MK in the back. And I'm sitting here right now in this room that's just my office. Like, that's crazy to me. And I'm just here talking with you because this is my office room. And yeah, so 
this is yeah I'm, I'm i'm so so grateful like i honestly like wake up in the morning and i'm like what the heck this is cool well it took a while yeah. it took time and it took rejection and nobody should think that it just happens it does not and there are a lot of lonely nights tearful mornings i am sure of that we've all dealt with obstacles it's just how people either climb over them or go around them. Now what, though? Because obviously, I mean, you're not just on TikTok. You've got a million Instagram followers, tons of followers on YouTube, etc., all of the platforms. But, you know, there are TikToks under attack by the U.S. government. Both sides of the aisle want to kill this thing. I mean, they feel that the Chinese are using it to, to spy on us, etc., I would imagine as a as a smart businesswoman now, you've got a plan B and C and D. But where do you stand on this? What do you think is going to happen? I really do stand by the fact. I see the case. Like, I see it. I'm not being naive to it or not considering it. I, I think it should be regulated. I don't think government phones should have it. I think we should regulate it in certain areas. I think every social media platform should be regulated. Mm-hmm. Um but it's over 150 million U.S. users. And that, I didn't even know it had that much. And that's literally just, I don't even know how you do that. Like you just take it away and you just silence all those people. I just feel like that's so against our constitution. I don't know. So I'm honestly still learning about it because it really started affecting like my future and MK's future. So mm-hmm. I'm, if it ends tomorrow, I will be okay. And I do know that, but I also know what it's built for me. It has a huge place in my heart. It changed my life. TikTok single-handedly changed my life. It was able to make videos go viral that then ended up spreading to YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So I literally owe where I am now to that app. Oh, I think it's I, I for me, you know, we're on it. We we do market updates and we do little interstitials, little tiny little videos about how to invest or or the latest on what Wall Street wants you to think versus what you really should know. And, you know, just democratizing investment. It's our little way of doing it at, at the claim and countdown. And I get so much positive response like, Liz, teach me how. I didn't know yes. that I could buy treasuries and not pay a fee, you know, or whatever. And, and these are these are important educational tools in some regards. It's not just dancing or people being idiotic. And and I think going back to your postpartum depression uh, video, that had to have helped a hell of a lot of people, Kat. I had postpartum depression, and I sat there thinking, that's not this. That's not what I have. I just, I, this is just normal, but it was brutal. It was so difficult. And I didn't even recognize it, but had I had your TikTok video, it would have helped me immensely, I'm sure. You must have gotten great feedback. No, that was a lot of women said that. And honestly, I didn't even know it existed. Like, I thought it was like postpartum blues the two weeks after you give birth because, you know, your hormones are fluctuating. You just gave birth. Makes sense. But then when it kept lasting months after, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have these preconceived notions like, oh, are you breastfeeding? You can't take any medication if you're breastfeeding because then it'll transfer over to the baby. And just these little, little, little things. It should be the happiest time of your life. Why are you sad? Why? Oh, that, that's what the why? magazines show just... you. The magazines show you the mm-hmm. happy, happy couple holding the infant and smiling. I was a total and utter wreck. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. It was bad for me, too. Oh my God. <laughs> I lost 37 pounds in three weeks because I, 
I couldn't bring myself to eat except like two jelly beans at 5 p.m. every day. And I would sit there and call my sisters, of who, which I have three. I'd be like, you all had kids. Why didn't you tell me this is horrible? They're like, well, it kind of wasn't for us. But you don't recognize it. And, uh, you know, we don't have to go into detail about all this. But the, the point is that the voice that TikTok gave you and the amplification of you being able to reach all these people, yeah. but also, you know, mm-hmm. going back to making a living from TikTok, there are thousands of people now who depend on it for their income because they are making money off it. It's huge. I mean, vulnerability is the root of all connection. I always say that. And this app lets you be vulnerable in a way that you can make a relationship with your followers and people that want to get to know you more in a way that there's a trust there that you really can't replicate on the other apps. Like if you're posting videos about your show and what you're going to talk about and tips, people automatically feel closer to you. If you take the time to maybe respond to a couple comments, immediately they feel closer to you because you're not so detached and far away. You're way more connected to your audience, which is a huge blessing for them and you. And it's just this exchange of these relationships that has changed the game in marketing. It's changed the game in selling things. I mean, we talked about this last time as well. Like I only sell things that I use and it's such a nice relief to be able to do that because when this is your paycheck, sometimes you have to say yes to things or that used to be the case that you weren't really using and you'd have to promote it. And then that's your reputability. And that's like, that's being thrown out the window. Right. So it's, I don't know. I think it was very, it formed a connection during one of the hardest times this like in these past years through COVID. And I think that's also why it was so instrumental um, in changing so many people's lives and still holds so much power like to this day. We have had a TikTok influencer whose name she goes by Miss Excel and she got fired. She she got laid off during the lockdowns, had no income. She found herself living back in her parents' house in Long Island in her childhood room in the dark, crying and feeling incredibly lonely, insecure. Uh, And then she her job that she had lost was explaining shortcuts for Excel spreadsheets. She was like, well, let me try doing this on TikTok in just a really natural and easy to understand way. Dude, she makes more than seven figures now because of that side hustle. And she never went back to her job. She got all kinds of contracts Mm -hmm. with corporations who saw how she was able to educate with personality and understanding and and. Listen, I, I think it's it's just incredible. Um, your daughter, does she you put her out there too? Um, does she enjoy the TikToks? And she's she must think this is natural and normal life, mommy on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like literally since she was born. And honestly, when I started doing it, I didn't obviously think it was gonna get to this point, but she has her little fake princess phone and she'll take my tripod and she'll be making her cereal in the morning and she'll be talking to the fake phone about making her cereal and why she likes the milk and why she puts this much. I'm like, this is so cute. But also like, I want to make sure I separate her from it as much as I can. I feel like that's getting more prevalent the older she gets because I just want it to be her choice. But Mm -hmm. honestly, it's, it's been, she, she, everyone's been great about that. And I, Yeah, she's part of my story. Your story is one of inspiration and grit, stick-to-itiveness. And I have to tell you, we are cheering you on, Kat. I love this story, and I'm so glad to share it with our listeners. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Liz. You're the best. I love you. Oh, my God. I love you, too. I want to be like, you guys have to watch her TikToks. Find a way. Or <laughs> do do the ones with your mom on Instagram do as well. Do it now. Do it now. Uh, sometimes. Because, <laughs> oh, I, I really, you know, I, I want to meet your mom, but I think you're funnier as your mom, just kind of like how I'm funny as my mom was, too. Yeah. But it's, it's they, just... they, people meet her and they're like, wow, it's real. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for my, you know, heart and soul and cortex of growing up. Yeah. yeah. But listen, they make us, they it love us and they make tough. us tough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kat Stickler, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Liz. And, um, and I'm always thanking you guys because to me, being able to have a longer opportunity to tell you these stories and to give you inspiration is a gift. And every single one of you who decides to, you know, listen on whether it's a car ride or on a Saturday or on a walk with your dog or whatever, I am I can feel it and I can see it. And I just want to say, as always, I'm, I'm so thankful. I'll see you Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern on The Claim and Countdown. Want to listen ad-free? You can do it with a Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And then Amazon Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.